What's up, family? That was kind of loud, wasn't it? I don't really care. You're here with me. I'm here with you. And you know what time it is. It's another fire episode right here with your girl, Cole Phillips, the radical redhead on No Ordinary Church Girl, Candid Conversations on Love, Pain, and Everything in Between. Okay? Are you ready? Let's go. So, how are you, people? You know, I look forward to the day. Can I just cast some vision with you all? I, I look forward to the day that I can actually just see you and I can talk to you. My studio audience. Uh-huh. You like that? I'm throwing that out in the atmosphere. Some of you say the universe. I say the atmosphere. I'm throwing it out in the atmosphere. I'm looking forward to the day when it comes to fruition because it will. Okay. I'm in this new headspace. Well, you know, let, let me back up. It's not a new headspace. I'm sharing the headspace. That's the difference. I've always been a person who I will cast big vision. I will believe for that big vision. And then we just go, right? Now, I've learned because I have other people that sometimes the big vision, I need to calculate the risks, right? There are risks that you need to calculate when you make certain decisions. But I'm always going to be the person who casts the big vision and then work my way backwards to say, okay, what do we need to do, do we need to do to get there? Right. So, uh, you know, I love my therapy. I love sharing it with you all. It just it doesn't the body good. My soul just feels like, huh, you know, so how about we get right into it? Let's hear some news you absolutely cannot use. Last week's news you most certainly won't use. All right. So um, one day I think me and Italian Stallion are going to make a decision. We're just going to put a stake in the ground and say, uh, yeah, we're going to change this segment to news you absolutely can use or news you're going to want to use. Maybe. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Italian Stallion, how are you? Doing well. How about yourself? <laughs> I am phenomenal. Phenomenal? Yeah. Like I I'm, guess I'm that's practicing. what an engagement will do to you, right? Once it's you finally the... realize it. I know, right? <laughs> Once you catch up to the fact that you've right. been engaged. Oh, this is an engagement. Oh, this is happening. Oh, whoops. <laughs> For those of you who are catching up, you need to go back to follow instructions, the episode uh, we just did Quite about the... Yeah, it's entertaining, and you'll understand why we're saying, oh, you're caught up now. You get what's happening? <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny? It reminded me of that Key and Peele sketch. Mm. Where it was, um, it was they were misinterpreting text. Yeah, have you seen that? Mm-hmm. It's hilarious. Yeah, that would because be, it's so true. It's very true, and I am now a part of that skit. <laughs> mm. So okay, so I'm doing phenomenal, and I'm speaking that because I've had a lot of resistance lately. Really? So yeah, Towards... it's, it's it's like I got engaged, and then the hell's Hell gates, if you will, just open up and say, let's go. It's time to attack. And I'm like, really? Well, you know that anytime anything great happens for one person and it doesn't happen for other, all the jealous people come out of the woodwork. But that's just dumb. Of course it is. But if we didn't have haters in the world, we would never know how great we were doing. Is that really true? Yeah. Is it? Like, we really need that? because if people take the time out of their day to hate, then I'm doing something great. You know, See I that? like, I like, you I like, like it. You're, you're, you're in my wheelhouse Just again. Call me you're, Dr. Swiss. I like, <laughs> <laughs> Get it, man. I mean, come on with it. Put some fire up in here. Write that down. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> I'm going to let you have it three times and then I'm going to claim it. Okay. <laughs> Isn't that what they say? <laughs> Whoever they are. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's, um, yeah, it's been interesting. Uh, but I say I'm phenomenal because in it, there's a lot of things that are birthing from it um, for me and Demario. So it's been good. Right. And I know I talked about my, my babies being lazy, but even in that. So my my oldest, as many of you know, 
He's the baseball player. He's the athlete, whatnot, right? Well, there was this um, prestigious article or organization, whatever it is, but it was an article that came out about up-and-comers, like 2023, which is when he graduates, early standouts. Now, TJ did not have the greatest come out to his year because he didn't get a lot of exposure. He didn't play a lot, right? This was the first year we actually dealt with TJ not playing like we're accustomed to. Well, um, one of his teammates got recognized as an early standout who came, who is also a freshman, right? And I'm not saying the boy can't play. So let me just say that. No shade on the guy. But I am saying had TJ got the same level of playing time, if they both had equal playing time like they should have in, in my mind, TJ would have been on that roster of early standouts. I firmly believe that. And that's not because he's my son. It's because I truly believe in the talent that I've seen throughout the years, a decade or so, that he's been playing baseball, right? right? So that lit a fire under this mama, okay? Because I was like, what the heezy? I got it under control. I wanted to say something else so bad, but I got it under control. And I called my son in. First of all, I text his dad because I'm like, okay, this is a father-son thing, right? Because I know mom can say something to encourage you, but at the same time, dad's going to say something that's just a little bit different as a young man, right? And so I text him and said, hey, have you seen the article? Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, but, you know, TJ will be fine. Like, that was his approach. Now, you know me. I'm like, that's not enough. I need you to get angry like me. Oh, yeah. You and I are the same. <laughs> this, this, not, to, not to steer away from your story, but no. I'm, the, I'm the dad that was kicked out of a basketball game. Man, And my come son's on school, I'm like, listen, I'm passionate. You're Italian. That is true. <laughs> I was kicked out and everyone cheered for me. So it was nice. Yeah, right? You're like, yeah, recognize. That's right. I'm right. Kick me out. I'll take the whole I got team your back, with me. son. You know? <laughs> so I, 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 it was like one thing after another that was just happening. And that was like the nail in the coffin. Don't play with my kids, right? It was like, I can help. Me and DeMario can handle the stuff that comes against us because we're grown. We've been through some things and the way we communicate, eh, whatever. But when it's my son and it's early stages, you know, he's 15, about to be 16. It's all this identity stuff happening. I don't need that to come against him, especially when he knows what he went through this year. Right. So, yeah, I was ready to beat people up. I wasn't well, I wasn't I didn't want to be Christ like maybe the silver lining, which I believe in silver lining. Absolutely. Give maybe it to me. The silver lining will kind of slap him in the face and be like, you know what? This is going to push me to do so much better that I'm going to be on the front cover of that magazine next year. And so I'm glad you said that. So I immediately, of course, text dad, then went right to DeMario because, you know, I'm like, oh. and I talked about this before a few episodes back about how, you know, he's my peace. He's my sanctuary, right? So I go to my sanctuary and I'm like, this pissed me off, right? And he's like, if anything, TJ should use it as motivation. Just like what you said. He's like, we know what TJ use has. Use it. He's like, we know what TJ has. So, okay, you didn't see me. Yo bad. Because guess what? When you do see me, you're going to wish you saw me when you didn't see me, right? Remember, Michael Jordan didn't make his high school basketball team. And that's exactly what we talked about. Because, of course, the last dance was out right now when all this happened. And um, I was like, yeah, thank you for putting that back in perspective. Because at the moment, I was the emotional mom. I mean, women are emotional. And although I'm not the most emotional woman, I don't wear them on my sleeve in that manner. Um your girl was ready to go to war for a boy. And, uh, but the way he even handled it, because I was like, I got to talk to him because it's his teammate. It's going to come out. Somebody's going to say to him, hey, man, that's all awesome, blah, 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 right? So we talk about it, and he's just like, no matter. Like, he shrugged his shoulders. And I know my son, he internalizes. But I truly noticed a shift because that laziness I was talking about, I guess God knew that's what he needed because the boy has been up. He's been working out. 
like his whole mental shifted like oh heck no that's amazing and i was like thank you god because i was about to kill him anyway about this laziness right and and nobody's magazine i'm trying to tell you in the back of the you're gonna wish you just get through your high school years right there there it is get up i'm trying to tell you shoot so (laughs) it made me feel good to see that Although, yeah, I wasn't being a nagging mom. I was just like, come on, TJ. Like, seriously, you're better than this. What are you doing? Like, don't let this quarantine get you caught up. And then you get back when things shift, however they're going to be, and you're not ready, right? And I told him, I said, man, look, talent will never outbeat hard work. There are people out here who can't do half of what you do. But you want to know why they get recognized? Because they get out there and they work. Now, there are other sides to that, too, that I'm going to talk about today, but at the end of the day, you can have all the components, but if you are not working and you're sitting back waiting for stuff to happen for you, you can hang it up. It's not going to happen. I don't care how talented you are. You know, a really good example of that is you've got, you know, in basketball, (coughs) right? Excuse me. In basketball, you got someone like Dennis Rodman, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. One of the hardest working humans to ever play the game. Man. I'm talking, and he wasn't a great basketball player. He was not, but that boy had Offensively, Offensively, he was garbage. He was. His defense was murder. But he worked harder than anyone on the court. Yes, he did. He had the most hustle. He didn't care about his body. Mm-mm. He said, I'm going to get that ball, and that and that's mine no matter what. Yeah, hands and, down. And, I mean, you know, I mean, of course, some of his life choices weren't the best. Right. But I'm talking about work ethic. His work ethic was so phenomenal. Beast. Absolutely. You cannot measure that to anyone else. Nope. I agree. Because he was the hardest working defensive player to ever play the game. Absolutely. And that's still to this what, day. Because they're lazy now. It, real it, talk. They're trying to keep their endorsements. Ever. I, and I'm sorry, guys, if you're listening. Um, it hey, debate me. Because you're so concerned about these contracts and endorsements and things, you don't even play the game the same. The game nope. is not the same. It's commercialized. You know, I, that's why I don't I, watch it like I used exactly. to. Exactly. I see a lot of talks about how the new players would whoop up on the old players. Yeah. And I'm like, that ain't nah, gonna happen. The fundamentals, they have the. <laughs> well, you know what? Skill and level, the work. Well, yeah. And the strength and the 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 gall to take the, a hit. There you go. You know, they used to get in fist fights. They did. Like, you look at the Pistons. Oh, uh, Patrick Ewing. The bad Ewing. boys. You had Patrick Ewing. Oh, man. <laughs> Charles the Pistons Barkley. versus the, uh, the Bulls. Oh, man. Yeah. That was literally, people were bleeding. Absolutely. And then you had Charles Barkley. That dude was ruthless. He was. And you you think about that stuff, and it's now it's all about the money and the fame and yada yada. Yeah, Back man, then, it was yeah. about pride. Absolutely. Yeah, they got paid, but it's like, man. Yeah, absolutely. You got Shaquille I O'Neal. I mean, Shaq destroying people. You know what I mean? And you know what's funny? I heard Kobe say this, you know, rest in peace to him. I did hear Kobe say that Shaq would have been the best player ever if his work ethic was better. And that's a fact. And he said, I mean, he said, he said he was the most incredible basketball player. Yeah. Except his work ethic was trash. Yeah. And he goes, I told him all the time. Mm-hmm. He goes, that's why we didn't get along very well on the Lakers mm-hmm. is because his work ethic was garbage from what I thought, because I saw how great and amazing he could be. Yeah. He was already amazing. Yeah. But he could have been the best ever. Yeah. And that's what Kobe said. And I was like, wow. Yeah. And that's real. Yeah. That's real. And so I'm. I'm excited that my son had that happen to him now. You know, hindsight, I can look at it and say, okay, in the moment I might have been angry and frustrated and I'm like, he didn't even get a fair shot, right? But now I'm like, yeah, man, you about to come kill it out in this field when they let us loose because he's going to work, going to war. Like, oh, heck no. You going to try to slight me? 
And then his coach is trying to send him to Oklahoma. No shot at Oklahoma, but um, that ain't the end game we're working on. We're working on the phenom that comes out the gates of high school, goes straight into the minors. Like, that's his thing. Then we're going to talk about, okay, if God says different, we're going to scale it back and talk about coaching and things of that nature. But the boy's got a plan, and he's he's gotten re-centered and, and anchored back in what we know him to be as far as the hardworking, hustling boy who who goes out and does different drills on his own, even if he doesn't have people. So I'm excited for my boy. And yeah, there you have it. So you better enjoyed it because it felt good to share it. And that's all I'm going to say about that. So we can throw that out the window. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. It is what it is. You'll be okay. We'll, we'll talk more later. <laughs> Thank God that's over. Yeah, I knew she was coming back. It ain't been a, it's been a minute, but I got more for you, little girl. <laughs> See, I was sad that all that was over because those were some great nuggets. They were. But that little girl came out of nowhere. She did. But I got more. It's okay. All right. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell that little girl to be quiet. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so, family, today um, you saw the topic. It is the shift was a gift. I actually am taking that from a meeting that I was in. And shout out to Kim Layton because she's the one who gave it. Um, I don't remember where she said she got it, but we're all taking it. And we're all going to use it our own way. Today, I'm going to talk about the shift being a gift. Now, a couple of other episodes, we talked about COVID and, you know, coming up in COVID. And we're still dealing with the coming out of COVID, if you will, because of everything that's going on and the reopening in different states. Some are choosing, some are not. But here's the thing, guys. The shift truly was a gift. Now, some of you have had great losses. And again, I'm going to say it as many times as I need to because it's not um, it's not be for a lack of sympathy or empathy for those who've lost loved ones, um, who've lost jobs, right? Homes. There's a lot that we're not seeing that's happening to people because people are focusing on this virus, this virus, this virus. You know, what are we going to do? I want to stay safe. I want to stay strong, stay healthy, you know, and all that. And at the end of the day, we all want to. But can I say that in the midst of the pain, the triumph, there is triumph rather, um, the shift was a gift. And I'm going to tell you why. I want you to begin to look at your life, and this is just having some straight talk today. Look at your life and look at all the areas that they were shifting. For me, I spent a lot of time at home, as all of you have. But I'm talking the time that I spent. Can I tell you that, oh, my word, I got frustrated at the fact that I felt like I didn't have enough time. And I was thinking to myself, how do I not have enough time when I'm just here, I'm not driving anywhere. I'm not going to any coffee shops for meetings. I'm not going to, you know, any businesses to talk business. I'm not doing any of that. It's all happening in my home, right? Zooms like crazy and all this. So why am I having such a troublesome time in really capitalizing my time and, and making the most and maximizing my time, right? So I thought about it and I said, okay, what is going on here? Because there's an opportunity to really move forward and soar in several different ways. And I came up with this. So I'm giving you a quote. It's Cole Phillips quote. You can use it though, but it's mine. Okay. I'm going to be seeing it everywhere and you're going to be seeing it everywhere because I'm going to say it all the time. (laughs) Here's a quote. Success is simple. I'm going to say that first again. Success is simple. People make it hard. Because they lack either consistency, discipline, patience, or having the right people. I'm going to say that again. Success is simple. People make it hard because they lack having either 
consistency, discipline, patience, or having the right people. That's it. That's all. That's what I came up with during this time. And that's why I'm saying the shift was a gift. Because in those four quadrants, you can identify why you're not successful. Truly. Because if you listen to different people who are highly successful, even in trying times right now, I know companies who are thriving right now. They are thriving. And if I were you, I would ask the question, why? What are they doing that's so different than what I'm doing? What is that individual in that small business that was able to continue on doing that I'm not doing, right? There's either consistency in what they've already been doing, and they've made some pivots within how they remain consistent in the, consistent in the service or product that they offer. They're disciplined, which means they're doing the things that matter, and they do it over and over again, even when they don't want to, even when they're not seeing the result right away. They're patient, which goes right back into it. Because there are some things that take years to manifest. You'll hear people talk about, especially in business, you'll hear people talk about ten, that 10-year mark, that five-year mark. Some of them might be a 15-year mark that they've really seen the explosion of their business. But it's because they believed in what they had and they weren't going for the next quick fix, the next new trend, because that's why it's a trend. It comes and goes, right? They stayed what was consistent for them. They remained disciplined to it. They were patient with it. And then they added the right people. This is true in your relationships. Because whether you believe it or not, I hope you are beginning to see everything's relational. Everything we do is relational. In my relationship with Bubba, a.k.a. Demario, I had to say it like that. <laughs> this man is very consistent in showing me his love for me. His desire to see us grow as a family. Not just him and I, but as our immediate family, our kids, him and I. He's very consistent in that. His discipline and his patience with me. Oh, my word. I can be special. That's something else I found out. I'm, I'm really more special than I thought. Like extremely special. Ladies, you got to look in the mirror sometimes and just acknowledge yourself and say, yep, I'm a lot to deal with. <laughs> so this man is extremely patient with me, right? And he has the right people, as I do that pour into us, that encourage us, that corrects us and challenges us to be better people individually, but also as a unit. My question is, what are you doing in your own life, in your own businesses? Are you remaining consistent? Are you disciplined? Are you patient? And do you have the right people around that thing? Be it your family, be it your marriage, be it your business, be it yourself. What are you doing to ensure you are successful? That's the question of the day. And success is what you say it is, not what the world says it is, okay? If, if nothing has came out of this COVID for you and this whole pandemic, you should see that people get really caught up in self-image. They get, it dictates so much that even their relationships are based on what it looks like. We look good together. What does that mean? What does that really mean? Because that means we're pleasing the eye and we're not dealing with the matters of the heart. So, okay, what happens when, Something happens to that person where they can't do the things they used to do for a period of time or ever. Are you still going to love them? Or is it now time to move on, switch gears and find somebody just as fine or some, just as built or just as equipped as they once were? That's not love, guys. If you look at 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and you look at what it says about what love is, love is an action-oriented thing. And guess what? The things that I just talked about, being uh, patient, being kind, 
being long-suffering, long-suffering means you waited out some stuff and it was hard. That's the same thing that dictates when I just said that success is simple. People make it hard because they lack either consistency, discipline, patience, or having the right people. The shift is a gift if you allow it to be. You can come out of this completely when it comes to how we're slowly getting used to whatever this is going to be. And no, none of us know, right? None of us know. But as we're walking out, this ability to get out of our homes again and connect in different ways. I'll be honest. I went through a, a mini lull this week because I realized, or, or last week, I should say, I realized that my wedding may not be a wedding. I may not have a real wedding unless I want to wait two, maybe three years. Because guess what they're saying? You can't have large groups together. Well, uh, DeMario's family is really large and I have a lot of individuals who want to come, but at the end of the day, we can't have a hundred plus people at our wedding. I don't want to do a Zoom wedding, guys. That's just, that really cramps my style. Gotta tell you, not your girl over here, okay? Not what I envision. But the shift is a gift because guess what it's doing? It's making me look at, okay, well, what can we do? What can we get creative in doing that's special for us, that's special for our kids, because that's what we want it to be, a coming together of our families and making it extremely special and, and, and memorable for them as well as us. What can I do? And I started thinking, well, I could really save some money quite as kept. I could really, really like figure this out and make it nice, but not so pricey, right? So the shift can be a gift depending on how you're looking at it. And some of you are losing people. Some people in your lives have fell off. You found out they're not who they said they were. The character is coming forward and you're like, yeah, no, nah, that ain't what that is. And I don't like it. The shift can be a gift if you allow it to be. And if you look at it with the right lens, I'm really big on how are you looking at things? How are you identifying what's happening in your life? If you want to stay in misery, I got to tell you, eventually you're going to end up by yourself. Because eventually, even the people, they say misery loves company. Well, after a while, they're going to get tired of being around your type of misery. So they're going to find a new misery. <laughs> and that's just facts, guys. So are you going to allow the shift to be a gift for you? Or are you going to continue to stay in a place of, I don't know, what if, or what am I going to do? Are you going to make excuses instead of start standing up for what you believe and what you want and being consistent in it, being disciplined to it, being patient, and getting the right people to help you see it through? Because you can, but it's entirely up to you. It's entirely up to you to be honest and to be real with you when you look in that mirror as to what you're doing to call your life, whatever you deem your life to be in terms of success. So family, let's, let's make this do what it do. Let's make the shift more of a gift and not a curse. Let's make it a blessing and not a burden because it can be. And so you know what I say every week and every Monday, if you will, it's that time to say, connect with us on Instagram, Facebook. You know where I am. No ordinary church girl. Drop it in the DM. Let's have some kind of conversation. Let's dialogue about it, guys. Because guess what? We're here to grow together. I love you. And may I always say, you know what I say. May your Monday be far from ordinary and your week manifest into God's best. Love you much. See you again soon.